Hello everybody, this is Paul Miller, and you're listening to the Tuna Town Talks podcast, located in Venice, Louisiana, the fishing capital of the world. All right, guys, here we are today. We are at the Mississippi Gulf Coast Billfish Classic, and uh, we are in the, the magic room where we, we write all, get all the checks written, and I got uh, the, uh, some members of the team of It Just Takes Time, um, and they just won the, uh, the Billfish Classic. And how much money did you guys win? $418,000. 418 and change. Guys, check right there. Look at that. <laughs> 418,775. Wow. Well, so guys, we are in here in the room right now. And so like if you hear some background noise and stuff, that's just kind of, you know, people coming in and out of the room. And we're uh, sitting here about to hear this story. But before we get started, I'd like to give you guys this bottle of vodka. This is uh, yellowfin vodka right out of Louisiana. It's, it's some really good stuff, man. I got a good friend of mine makes it. His name's Jameson. Um, but that's really, really good vodka. It's like oak flavored. So you guys go awesome. ahead and give that a shot. And uh, yeah. Thank well, um, so guys, just to introduce everybody, we got the mate right here. What was your name? Boone Shear. Boone Shear. We got uh, Chris Hood. Chris Hood and Nick Pratt. Nick Pratt's the owner. Awesome. So uh, whoever wants to go ahead and start, man, I'd like to hear, you know, from the bottom, from getting the, you know, the week before, day before, wherever you guys want to start, man. And uh, let's hear the story. Let's see what happens. I uh, just, <clears throat> um, we, uh, I don't know, it's just a, a lot of things have to happen for, to, for a big fish like that. Um, right. You know, I'm a firm believer that nothing happens on accident. You know, I mean, we, the night before we, uh, we actually had caught some hardtails, big hardtails, because bait's so tough. You know, it was pretty tough out there? Yeah, catching the live tunas was very tough. Um, gotcha. But we, and especially on the first day, we like to have some some hardtails um, just as a backup because it can be tough to catch bait on the first day. Um, we had them in our, we caught them on the way over from Venice. Um, we fished the Cajun Canyons week before, and uh, they were living fine. Put our fuel on the deck and everything, and uh, and we lost power um, overnight uh, the night before and before we could. Before we woke the up, the night that y'all left, like, the night so you guys we left, left yeah. you guys left so on Thursday, Wednesday night, sometimes Wednesday night, lost sometimes out. we while everyone was asleep, and by the time someone woke up and realized it, you know, we didn't know until we actually were able to transfer that fuel off the deck, but all our hardtails were dead. Damn, you know, and and so you just, you know, so we that just a chain of events that put us to that spot at that time where that fish was. <laughs> Um, you know, I mean, <clears throat> I always call that when stuff like that happens, it's like getting the bad luck out the way, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, and we've had a pretty, I mean, we, we've had a lot of really good success recently. I mean, but we just haven't, it hasn't translated to a check or, you know, to stand right. on that stage. Um, mm-hmm. and we've just been right there, whether it's a, we broke a fish off, um, you know, good fish or, uh, like last week we, um, we were two for four. We were down and tied on the two that we lost. And uh, and one of them possibly could have been one that would have taken a boat ride, but it was just bad luck, you know, the hook pulled or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then we, right down at the very last second, got a big bite, and we thought it was the right one. And I mean, we're, I mean, Nick's in the chair, sunset, hand on the spool. I'm like, guys, we've got, you know, ten minutes. We've got to get this fish to the boat if we're going to make it back to the checkpoint in time. And Boone grabs the wire, wires it up, and a bluefin pops up. 
and never have we been so upset <laughs> to catch a bluefin. I, I mean, I was like, I, I set expletives aside, and it was like, pop it off, let's go. And, and we did. I mean, literally, the bluefin still like like flopping on the surface, and we're, we're blasting off, and we didn't even get pictures of it. Wow. You know, and so it's just, you know, we've been just that close, you know, and then this fish eats and yeah um so when uh so you guys left out on thursday mm -hmm. and uh you know y'all's live well went out the night before and lost all that bait and so then you guys whatever i guess y'all got there around sunset started fishing well we fished some closer stuff uh that evening no no luck next morning we went way west um it was a we were 220 miles from biloxi wow um <clears throat> caught our bait um Next morning, a couple boats hook up next to us, and uh, it's Friday then, morning, right? Yeah, Friday morning, and then we hook a fish, and same thing as it's been. A couple jumps, you know, she goes down a little bit, down and tight, and just a, I guess, a head shake, hook came out, and Duh. we're like, "What are we doing wrong? You know, what is going on?" But the great thing about what we got something very special on the, on our boat. Um, you know it's, we're family you know and <laughs> we no one ever blames anybody else and we're no even when things don't go right everybody's still smiling everybody's looking towards the next one and it's not you can't fight each other you're fighting everybody else exactly <laughs> and, but it, I, i've been on a lot of different boats and a lot of different teams but i've never really experienced anything like it really and you know people tell me congratulations and i'm be the first to say like i'm only as good as everybody else that's on the boat and it's a hundred percent true. I mean, no, to, I mean, no yeah. doubt. I've been fortunate enough to fish on you know, multiple boats over the years, and, and have had some success with some other boats. And people have asked me, uh, you know, at times, what the difference is on certain boats and why they're successful, and you know, why things work out for them more so than others. And I, I swear, it's it's the attitude and and your mindset about things. You can't get discouraged and. Not everything's always going to go your way, um, mm -hmm. but if you let it discourage you, then you know, and you throw your sucker in the sand, you can pretty well throw in the towel. And I, I really think that's the difference maker. And Chris said it. You know, we're all of us are family, and you know, if somebody's down, you pick them up and you, you, yeah. you, you move on to the next. Somebody one. once told me that there were, I can't remember who said it, but they said, uh, you know, it's not that anybody is any better at anybody else on the boat we all just got a different job to do that's right that's exactly right everybody has their job yeah. and everybody's got a job role. and it's like they're all just as important jobs whether you're the cook or the mate or the captain or the <laughs> that is exactly true yeah, and everybody's got to treat each other with that, yeah. that level of equal respect equal respect yeah, yeah. And, and we have that and, yes. and i really think that that's been a huge huge part of our success yeah. uh, over the past few years it's just like any like good football team basketball team you ever hear about you know they all talk about that yeah that closest that everybody has it's, it's really important for any team that you're part of whether it's a company or a fishing team or yeah. critical your yeah. family absolutely <laughs> yeah it's really cool but anyways sharks were eating us alive i couldn't get i mean i'd get Man, isn't that crazy how many sharks yeah, are way out been, there? They've, they've been, been a, a lot of the charter guides. I mean, we never see them like so far, you know, out of Venice, like way off the shelf out there. I mean, they're, and they're out there tagging y'all's tunas. Up. I couldn't get within 200 yards of the, the drill ship. I mean, and we're like, I mean, a couple times, well, we might have the right bite here, you know, and then it's brown. <laughs> yeah. 
man, this is getting tough. And we, I can't say for certain, but the day before on Friday, we followed a, a fish around for an hour and a half, maybe two hours. It was a good long while. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> she just wasn't interested. And I, I'm, I was a very Y'all were following him around with the sonar? Mm-hmm. Wow. And came up on the bait. At, at yeah, one came point. up on the bait. Yeah. Came, I kind of just window shopped. This the guy in the tower saw uh, saw the fish mm-hmm. like from the surface, and uh, and said it's very big fish, which I already knew that. I mean, I've gotten yeah. You know, I feel like I'm to the point where I can kind of tell when um, a fish is a certain size. You know, when we got a sure enough good one. Mm-hmm. But uh, I mean, I'm not so sure that that was the same fish from the day before that we hooked yesterday morning. So, you think that could have been? I think so. Yeah. I think. I mean, we were at the ship just a couple miles inshore of the one where we were following her. So, yeah. I mean, I'm not saying that it for sure was because I there was there was a fish killed there the week before that was just about the same size. Yeah. yeah. Um. So I mean, it, it's hard to say. Yeah. But yeah. um. But no, we hooked her, and uh, that's where. Nick took over. <laughs> so Nick, man, you got on that rod. Like, did y'all see the bite? Like, how it happened? Like, y'all saw it? Like, you greyhounded on it? Or? Yeah, we we saw the bite and very aggressive, and it stayed up top. Um, and awesome. there for a minute, we we, did, we wasn't positive that was that was that was our fish because it kind of chilled out for a minute. But you could see the the fin and the tail there, and very wow. large. Wow, what did it? If you don't mind me asking, like, what did it eat? Uh, black fin. Black, black fin. The big bait, like a 20-pounder? Like they were big baits. Big yeah, baits. we, we, we had trouble making bait all weekend, and we were fishing some really big baits. <laughs> we threw <laughs> a couldn't lot keep of them big in the baits back. Yeah. yeah, had to fish some of them off the tip because we couldn't keep them in the rigger. But it's all we could, that's all we could muster up. So That's, that's such a cool them. thing, man, catching so, like a you know bait that big and watching mm-hmm. a fish that's almost 800 pounds engulf it. That's awesome. <laughs> So what happened after that, man? How long did y'all fight it for? Was it? Did he stay up most of the time? Did he dive? Or? He stayed up some, and obviously, you know, did like most, and goes deep for a little while, then comes back up to the surface a couple times. And you know, we had his fish. It took us right at three hours. Uh, had three it on hours. the wire for well over for an hour. hour. Uh, really? Yeah, wow. Boone had it on the wire for well over an hour. You were on the wire for an hour? Yeah, that's what they're telling me. I know it was a long time. I don't know exactly how long, but it's uh, my hands. Y'all got some video of that, up. huh? Can, oh, my God. Look, the guys, I'm looking at his hands right now, and they, yeah, they definitely yeah, it was, a little bit of swelling on that. I don't think we had a battery that had life in it left after by the <laughs> time we boated the fish because, I mean, you know, you're trying to get the, the kill right. or get the end game, and everybody's got their cameras on the entire time because it were, the fish is right there, you know? <laughs> yeah, she would. Was she, like, like swimming with the boat or, like, both. having to back down on her? Or she both? was doing all kinds of stuff. We, we First time we got her on the wire, she's still, you know, extremely green and swimming away from the boat and dove deep again. Then we got her back up on the wire, and after that it was like we – I guess it was an hour and a half that we had her pretty consistent on the wire, and she stayed. We could see the bimini at the at the water line, and then we'd get the wire back, and we'd get back to the bimini, and we'd go back to the wire, and then she just swam away from the boat. And we finally turned her head and kind of had her how we wanted to, and uh, just couldn't do anything with her. It's a I've never pulled on anything that big in my life, and 
after the past few weeks, uh, as Chris mentioned earlier, we've just we pulled a bunch of fish off. And uh, I bet you were scared. <laughs> no, we were all. I mean, we, all we were we were we were you know tense, obviously, as anybody would be. But I think we held our composure very well, and um, and you have to in a situation like that. You know, you, it's an intense situation. Yeah, you, you get the bite. That's great. You're you're down and tight on the fish. That's excellent. But you know, until she's on the on the deck it's there's a lot of work to be done can't screw up the end game and uh so we just you know, she kept actually acting like a big tuna fish you know had her Doing a little bit of pin just man she we'd have her coming up how we wanted to and we were you know three or four wraps away from making it happen and she'd go towards the running gear and we'd have to you know back off a little bit i stayed on the wire but i'd just give her a little bit more let her make her thing make her lap and Try her on the starboard side, then back to the port side, and I can't wait to see the video because no, it, he, it looks like a bunch of crabs marching back and forth. Yeah. We get, <laughs> he, it was, he wore a spot in the teeth going back and forth. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. Yeah, it, you know, it looked like we we're going to have her on the starboard, then the port, and back and forth, and and we actually we had her up right behind the boat um, at one point and got a gaff in her, just kind of a. And you know, just a bad deal. <laughs> my, brother, my brother, my uh, brother Donnie, the harvester, we call him. He's he's the one always swinging the first hook. He's the meat sticker. Huh? Yeah, yeah, that's right. And uh, he, <laughs> he put one it. in her, and she didn't like it, and freaked out, and ran back up under the boat, and out in front of the boat, Chris turned it around perfectly, and you know, still had her on. And I, kinda, I thought we had lost her. It was at yeah, that point. really. Yes, I thought. I've, because I can't see my corners that well, so and mm -hmm. I can't see the angler at all. I thought, I thought we're done. Right. And some, some miracle. Yeah. Right. It was good Lord, is what it was. Dove under the boat and started jumping, or I guess yeah, she came up to the surface uh, on the. So it was side on the there. line and the and the flyer. No. no well, she had broke loose off the flyer. The flyer ripped out of her. And she freaked out, the flyer tore out of her, and she started coming up on in front of the boat on the port side. Chris whipped it around, and she still, still had her, yeah. So all kind of took a, a, a deep breath and regrouped, and uh, then we fought her for another hour easy after yeah. that. Yeah. Um, oh. Still green as could be, I mean, sh showing no signs of, of trying to give up at all. So this thing has been ripped out of the flying gaff, and now you got it again. Again, yeah. And you're back, oh my gosh. Yep. So another hour or so goes by, and uh, I, I was trying to be as cautious as possible about, you know, pulling the hook and or breaking her off. And uh, Chris was kind of keeping me posted on how much time we had. Because we got we our were, bite at like 8, and we knew we had to be picked up running by 11 to make it. Because we, and we were getting gamble close. and stayed oh, all God, the way down man. there. So y'all are having to get in to be able to throw in at what, 3 or 6? 6 at six. Six, six closes, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so but we I, knew staying there, we were gonna only be able to fish till eleven. Uh, but we wanted—that's the area we wanted to be in. And so uh, Chris was keeping me posted on time, and he said, "Look, we got about five more minutes, and you're gonna have to hub up and just, you know, pull in pop your, or stop. Yeah. It is what it is." And about that time, she kind of gave me a little bit to where I could—I could pull on her a little harder and got her back up again on the starboard side. <laughs> the harvester. I think, I think he swung the first one again. Yeah, hubbed up, hubbed one up in her, and then I think we ended up with a lot of five every, hooks, five or six hooks in her. Um, every cap, I, we, I, we, I put one in. You her. did it too. We had we had three flyers in her for sure, and she went apeshit beside the boat. Tore. I mean, there's 
There's some good gashes. On got some, got some wear and tear. Yeah, on it, huh? oh, yeah. But ain't nothing some gel coat can. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's right. right. <laughs> but uh, no, we finally she got finally calmed down enough for us to get a get a rope around her tail, and it took everybody on the boat to well, to, to pull ease her, her around and, and pull her up on the floor. But uh, man, are, like just to highlight this a little bit, I mean, aren't these the moments that you? Like you live for yes. as a mate. It's, I mean, as a captain, as as an owner and angler. You, I mean. you can't dream it up any better. It's, <laughs> I, you can't explain it. And for people that don't do it, it's you, you'll never be yeah, able to tell them. Because it's not like I mean, this is like something that you dream of ever since you you know you you've been doing this. Like this is like the job. Like to win $418,000 and you were the guy on the wire. You were at the helm. You know, you were in the chair. I mean. You joke about it, like you joke about it. We won the Emerald Coast a couple of years ago, and leaving the dock, we're running numbers, you know, joking around about, oh man, if it was the only dead one this weekend, you'd get a big check, and I'll be damned if we didn't wheel back in there and kill the only fish that weekend. And it, you, you can't make this stuff up. Like it's, you can't think of it, you can't dream it up. It just, yeah. when it's your time, it's your time. And yep. there's no reason that we should have caught that fish yesterday with all the stuff that happened with it, the gap <laughs> shot and the fish going under the boat, but. It was just meant to be, and there's no other explanation for it. That's crazy, man. I've heard of a lot of mishaps over the last few weeks. Like, I heard Cuz and them had a big one on and broke the damn hook on man. the crawl gator. They're like, man. It's tough. <laughs> that, that's it's tough. That, but that's what makes it so special when exactly. it all comes together is because there's so much that can go wrong, even when you've got everything perfect, mm-hmm. when you've attended to every detail there's still that huge percentage of just mishaps yeah. you know, that, that are just unavoidable. Yeah. You know, so. And it kind of goes back to like what y'all were saying about y'all's team is you got to be a well-balanced team as well as person mm-hmm. to try and uh, like, get all the, like get all that stuff out of there as much as you possibly can. Mm-hmm. But that's, it's a constant battle to make sure that nothing goes wrong even though you know there's probably going to go things well, yeah, that are going to go wrong. There's certain you things know. that you just don't have control of, unfortunately. There's some that you yeah. do, and there's a lot that you don't. So the things that you do have control over, you, you've got to control them because yeah. you got to eliminate as many variables as you can to, right, to catch right. a fish like 100%, that. 100%, man. And so uh, you guys boated this fish around 11, right? And then It was uh, 1050. 1050. And what kind of boat are you guys on again? We didn't see 72 Viking. 72 Viking. And you guys had to hightail it back in and make it. So how much time did y'all have? We actually made it in with pretty decent. We were about an hour. It was right at what I figured it was going to be when I did all my calculations the night before and figured out we could stay. But um, I think we cleared the the buoy about five. You know, we came in. About an hour. About an hour, yeah. Yeah, which is what you 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 want an hour. You want an hour because there's... Yeah, there's <laughs> an hour. An hour a, is not that much yeah, time. Yeah, it's really not. <laughs> run over a, a you know little piece of poly rope. Get you gotta stop or what? It, yeah, <laughs> you just want to be. You don't. You like know. to be an hour early for yeah, sure. Especially with something like that riding with you. Yeah, you, know, yeah. you got something like that yeah. on. The Man, I've heard some horror stories. I don't know the names of the boats, but like one, they missed the the thing by two minutes, and they had oh, the winning Yeah, rise up years yeah, ago. Had, years a, had ago, a tournament yeah. winner, and uh, I think they had some mechanical issues and. Yeah, you know, it's it's tough, man, and you can't help but that's always in the back of your mind. So you yeah, try and that's a nervous for, ride oh, in. I mean, you know, yeah. you're sitting there like absolutely fuck up. I, I when I put the hammer down, about a minute later, 
I get an alarm on my starboard motor. Oh my god! High exhaust temp. He he pulled him back for a second. And we all like stopped. We were doing. <laughs> I was like, and freaked out. <laughs> like, guys, he was like, "It's fine." It's we fine. actually had the same code last week. Um, it was the first time I saw it. I've seen it twice now, so we're gonna look, have it looked into. But yeah, I shut the motors off. You know. That's scary. Or reset the computers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I, I have faith in our equipment, but reset the computers and fired it back up, and we were good. Cool. So. Cool. Wow. And then Man, came that's in, crazy. and things shook out the way they did. And um, I, I, I'll be the first to admit, I was a little overcome by emotion. Yeah. After we got that fish, is that is this like your biggest win as a team, as a captain? As no, no, <laughs> it's not. It's not. Actually, <laughs> it's we, not. We won five hundred ninety-six thousand in Destin. Really? Uh, two years ago. Two years ago, I remember that. I remember yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. And then we uh, we won this tournament last year too. Yeah, we did. Really? Yeah. Wow. This is the biggest one that I've been a part of. Biggest fish. Biggest fish yeah. you've been a part 705 of. Seven hundred five was my previous. This one beat it by a pretty good bit. Wow! Wow! So that's awesome, man. Mm-hmm. I got a hell of a team, man. Very, very, very fortunate. Very fortunate. Yeah. And and in a lot of ways. And <laughs> we appreciate Nick and everything yeah, he's he's reason. allowed us to do and, and makes it happen. I'm happy yeah. to be a part of it. Yeah. Me too. How uh so like how long has you has you guys' team been together and how long um like how long has it has it kind of been formed the way it is? Like how long have y'all been together? I'll let y'all take that. It started before I came along. <laughs> so in 2018, it would have been, uh, we fished on Nick's Invincible, fished a couple tournaments. Uh, I think this one, ECBC and the Grand Championship. And uh, same group of guys for the most part, uh, aside from Chris. And uh, the following year, Nick got a 62 Viking. And uh, Chris came aboard as the mate, or I'm sorry, as the captain. And uh, that first year that, that we had that boat, or Nick had that boat, we uh, same team as we have now. We fished Memorial Day and then I think fished this one and then won ECBC. And then the following year, last year, Nick got the 72 and it's been the same crew ever since. PJ came aboard um, last year. That was an addition. Yeah. Um, and since then, it's been it's been the same same group of guys for, for three, years. three years. Yeah, we made awesome, year, yeah. You know, that's so cool. Y'all got y'all still got some room to keep it going. You know, I feel like like teams like this. I feel like they got like a almost like a peak. You know, like I don't. I hope y'all keep yeah. it going for as long as you can. You know, but we it's like <laughs> I can kind of see how it how it how it happens because you started out with a small center console, and then you got a boat and you got a bigger boat and everybody's building together and getting, mm-hmm. and that's one thing I'll say too. We go back to people knowing the role and everybody contributing. We've that's how all of us have kind of fished together some, a couple of us together. My brother and I fished together yeah, you forever. you got to know what people are good at. Yeah, yeah. And, but we've always fished on center consoles, and we've fished very, very hard. You know, um, we, we grind it out, and I, I think that that's an advantage that we have now because we have obviously all the creature comforts and, the, you know, the pros that come with a sport fishing boat, um, but we've got the guys on board and the team that – grinds it to the to the final hour i mean we could have very easily this weekend just thrown in the towel there at the buzzer and you know we pulled one off and hadn't seen a fish since and 
but we didn't. We, we grinded it out. We, we've always got somebody on the bow, at least one, possibly two people throughout the day, trying to make one or two baits throughout the day because that could be the difference maker. Yeah, it could be. Um, so I, I do think that's a, an advantage that we have. It's just the um, – just the Never stop Yeah, the, we don't have that any quit in us. Yeah, yeah. yeah. that's awesome. I mean, these guys do. I mean, they, they bust – ass out there i mean they are constantly grinding and that's what it takes i mean a lot of times it doesn't pay off yeah but it will you know yeah. i mean you you so. can't keep pushing like that and and something not click you know i mean it, it's just part of it you know right, and right. like i'm in i'm always just amazed at how hard these guys all of them i mean nick's out there with them too Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, you look at all it. You know, there'll be four or five boats. We're all backed up at three thirty in the morning, catching bait. You know, rough and I mean, rain. No one wants to be out <laughs> yeah. there. We've got six guys in the cockpit, all grinding. And you look over, and there's one or two, and then mm-hmm. there's a couple of the you know, and, and yeah. like I, that gives me such a sense of pride and appreciation. You know, yeah, I mean, yeah. These, these guys. That's a, I mean, that's what it. separates yourself. I mean, like if there might be. 10 teams out of 100 boats that fish as hard as you know and, that's and what you know, separates and you the know best. who those teams are yeah, and that's, yeah. that's the reason Definitely, and i yeah. think that it's the, i mean there's equipment there's all this stuff but it's the it's the want to. it's the one yeah. it's the love of, of doing it and <laughs> a lot of people that fish these tournaments i think i'm not going to say do it for the wrong reasons because they can if they yeah, want to go great. do it yeah that's but we love fun, it yeah. we love it yeah. and and i think you have to love and be passionate about something to be good at it. And, yeah. I, and I, I certainly think that's a huge aspect of it. Yeah, it's definitely a big aspect 100%. <laughs> you got to love it. You got to love it a lot, man. Well, um, man, I guess, so I usually end these things, I like to talk about conservation a little bit. Um, y'all are all very uh, well-established fishermen. Um, what, what do you what do you guys think as far as uh, recreational tournament fishing? What, like, is there anything more that you guys think we could do to uh, further manage our fisheries in the correct way in, in terms of conservation? Like, whoever wants to start. Now. I think you know, there's been. Uh, for the and longest. if you guys feel like our fishery is phenomenal and we've been managing it correctly, then like, I mean, no, that's there's cool too. Always room. For there's improvement. always room for improvement. I, I will say um, that. You know, for the longest time, I've been saying, you know, these tournaments need to have their kill length set at 110. Mm-hmm. We need to stop bringing 10 and 12 fish back dead. Yeah. You know, 300 it's pounds. It's not necessary. It's, no. it, it's stupid. Mm-hmm. You know, and <clears throat> um, and now finally, you know, everyone's, I think the smallest kill length in any of these tournaments is 107. Mm-hmm. I mean, hell, this one used to be 101. Yeah. yeah. You know, I mean, and, and there, there would literally be 15. They'd be stacked. Yeah, I like remember Marlin. how many. It was a 280 like, something pounder yeah, weighed one year. That's, that's, yeah, that's, that's ridiculous. No one, that's not something to be proud of. No. It's great to catch one, but you release that fish, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, that I think um, as far as the tournaments go, I mean, I feel like there's a pretty good eye on con- conservation. I mean, yeah, I think there is. I think. Um, you know, I, I don't know. I can't really think of any glaring issue. No, and I think you're you're dead on the money there. And it, it has been very good to see the the pretty consistent 110 inch you know kill limit over the years. Um, and I don't think that it's changed the outcome of the weigh-ins, no, or, or made it a, yeah it hasn't been detrimental. I mean, you, you're going to have two or three fish, 
in most every tournament, and they're going to be dang good fish that yeah. should be strung up. Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, I think a lot of people heard about the uh, Patrick Ivy, and then last weekend they had a uh, blue marlin get eaten a little bit by a shark. Um, Mm-hmm. And I just wanted to maybe talk about that for a minute, um, just because that, you know, that to me that's kind of crazy to see a blue marlin get eight. You know, it wasn't much, and the rules are the rules. You know, the fish was disqualified because it was mangled or whatever. But, like, as y'all were saying about there being tons of sharks out there, do y'all feel like there's a little bit of an imbalance going on with the sharks in the Gulf of Mexico, yeah. the way that we manage – like, because, I mean, we don't – there's not really anything that's promoting the killing of sharks anymore. There used to be, but, like, we've kind of gotten away from all that. We need to have a tournament, <laughs> a brown bag. That is a brown bag. Tonnage, tonnage. And sharks. Whoever has the most tonnage of barracudas and sharks. And if you want to bring back some sargasm grass with you, too, yeah. you can weigh that in. Yeah, we'll have an optional yeah. for that. But just based on gross tonnage on your boat. Yeah. yeah. I mean, or shoot every – yeah. Yeah. Don't ask me about sharks. Right now. <laughs> if anybody no, out there listening uh, wants to participate in a brown bag on some no, sharks, like, and some I, I, I mean, in all, serious, in, in all yeah. seriousness, <laughs> in all seriousness, we have a the faux pas rodeo down in Venice. Um, they have every year, and some I wanted to mention was like, why don't we have a shark category? I mean, I know a lot of like people that fish are like, you want to go out and kill a shark, but there will be a lot of people. Yeah, that oh, would be more than willing to go out there Absolutely. and kill sharks. So, I mean, after I saw what happened to Patrick and them, and like, I'm sure that I don't know where they were. I'm sure they were way offshore. They were like, where we were. Right where we were. Yeah. <laughs> but just knowing that, like, in the past, I mean, I've charter fished out of Venice for a long time now. And when you get so far off the shelf, you normally don't see a whole lot of sharks. Like they're just not around. And whenever we're starting to see them further and further out, way off the shelf and stuff, to me, it seems like there's a little bit of an imbalance and it wouldn't be exactly a bad right. thing if we killed a few of them. I, I think <laughs> I you're, you're dead 100%. on the money there. Yeah, so. Anyways, um, we're coming right up on 30 minutes and these guys need to go on ahead and, and get to party mode. But um, guys, I'll let y'all get started partying with Yellowfin Vodka. So y'all go ahead and Perfect. drink responsibly, but please drink. So we appreciate <laughs> that. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, guys, y'all keep that. And uh, thanks everything, guys. And uh, I hope y'all continue to have a great season, man. And good luck to the best of y'all. Thank you very much. Appreciate yeah, you having you. us. Good to meet you. Y'all have a good one. Thank you. Thanks for listening, everybody. Please give us a follow on Facebook or Instagram at Tunatown Talks. Also, if you'd like to book a charter with me, you can do so by visiting our website at mgfishing.com. That's Mexican Gulf website, where you'll find my online booking calendar with all my open dates. And remember, guys, always be safe while out on the water.